0: Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata.
1: And a happy, happy, happy Spooky Sunday to you all. My name is Anne Rekovic and joining me is the gorgeous...
0: Renata Daniel and I'm sorry but I just cannot be that happy I'm I just sorry. can't can Can you just lower the
1: tone just, no. just a little bit I can't what? Some. I've got to lift it for both of us obviously oh. Oh, uh, and look thank you for joining us again on Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio we have got a jam packed show for you guys boy we've even got tonight the original Trash or Treasure which set off this whole um thing thing it's a thing we've even got like it an, a, thing. a YouTube channel now so that you can uh, watch some of the stories that we've presented um, but first off what what do we normally do oh we talk about the news of the week we do we mm. do well, we don't talk about our news of the week because no, there is absolutely there is nothing happening um, although we are studying this is we one are, thing we are doing we are studying so what are you studying hard. I'm studying um,
0: tapping so EFT. As in... No, no, no. No, no, no. it's... Don't do just hands. Healing tapping. Oh, not right, not, okay. Not t- dancing, yeah. healing tapping. Hill ball change now. Uh, necromancy, which you yep. really reminded me of. Yep. Thank you very much. I yep. forgot about that one. And um, there's a third.
1: Oh, she's <laughs> got <it> already. <laughs> Gotten signed up for? We um, need Christy. We need our helper here, <laughs> our oh carer. Oh God! There is a
0: third. I can't remember it. Well,
1: I mean, I'm starting uh, as of tomorrow at the University of Edinburgh doing the introduction to parapsychology oh, course. Well, aren't you, Flash? Ten weeks of absolute serious study. I haven't done anything like that since I did my uni degree <laughs> years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a little bit of a shock to my system. But yeah, we're learning, 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 mm-hmm. as you do. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else to do? No, yeah, can't not do anything else, apart from housework. Oh, hell right. no, not no, doing no, that.
0: No. I'm, I'm getting on to the story. I'm All right, what's it. your so first this story? Is the first, this is the first news of the week, ladies and gentlemen, and it's it's a doozy. This is where a priest claims evil demons have figured out how to send threatening text messages.
1: <gasps> oh, God.
0: They're not sexts. A- They're any, demon texts. And Anyone with an X would say the same thing. <laughs> they <laughs> not drunk texts, I There they? you go. There, there you go. Now... So this is by John Bett of the Daily Star, where all good news comes from. And (laughs) it goes like this. When it comes to skills, demons are a versatile bunch. Various powers have been attributed to demons, such as the ability to inflict mental illness, mutinous blindness and physical deformities. They're all from the Bible, by the way. The claims at times... (laughs) Mutate to outright absurdity, as in the case when a self-proclaimed exorcist claimed a demon was using a cat's face to practice possession. How
1: how do you use a cat's face to practice possession? I don't know. I don't think a cat needs any help. No, cats are possessed. I Mm -hmm. actually call them a very bad word. I call them cat-
0: Don't worry. I'm not going to say the
1: C word, but I call them that.
0: To the list of extraordinary claims of manifestations of demonic powers, we may now add snarky text messages from demons. She just
1: said, what I've got in my hand.
0: Put that away. I'm going to Put get in trouble.
2: <laughs> Stephen
0: Rossetti, who is 70, is a licensed, licensed psychologist and counsellor, and he has said that demons use texts to taunt their victims, their families, and any priests trying to save them. Now, if you have had one of these experiences, please send us a message. We would love to know. Anyway, he said that he had experienced three instances of demon texting, and that on each occasion they had targeted high-value people who were texted by the evilest demons, as the Daily Star reports. What,
1: what is high-value people?
0: High-value. Does well, that mean rich either, people, yeah, well, or they're either rich or associated with some sort of a cult thing, or um, as oh, is okay. written here, right? I later see what you mean. On,
1: it's something the devil. They're the type of people the devil would like to yes, take. Yes, I thought yep. they would go for the most pious.
0: No, well, you know, they, they want people that are really active. Certainly
1: work could, in Rome could, and the, could, the, the church. Get, <laughs> we're not going there. Stephen
0: believes this happens when he's due to perform an exorcism, of which he performs up to 20 a week. Oh, and that exhausted. the evil spirits are trying to put him off. He said, we have had three cases of which demons have texted the team and all the family of the possessed person.
1: I wonder if they use those like LOLs and and BTW emojis emojis (laughs) when they're sending their texts. Two
0: of these cases were the most difficult cases we have had so far. And the third involved a pious family, there's your word, Ah, with priestly and religious vocations among the children. So all were high value targets with high ranking powerful demons involved. Now, this suggests that it takes considerable spiritual energy to cross over and manipulate such items in the physical world. Now, we do take what we do seriously. And even though we're having a bit of a giggle here, Mm -hmm. we understand that this is a really serious subject Mm -hmm. and people can get really badly overcome by things. We're just interested
1: that this it's is... Just, for me, it's uh, what do you uh, delineate? What do you call... What's the definition, sorry, the, of a demon? Because uh, for me, a demon is something completely different to someone else.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um let's let's go on. We've only got a little bit more here. Oh, Stephen works in Washington DC and performs exorcism with his exorcisms with his team and he has shared some examples of the messages. So one oh. said Her torments start now, priest, all night. We will make her bleed. B R B and another gloated we're glad she's away from you now so they're writing really long messages it's not
1: just like <laughs> well
0: it takes energy
1: to send a text from hell
0: it's it's not like just one word mm. they're, they're writing full sentences the issue of texting with a demon is covered in his priest's book oh he's got a book he's got a book diary Surprise. of an american exorcist mm-hmm run out and get one. Yeah,
1: I'm I sure that, they're sold uh, that out. That would be
0: a riveting read. He claims demonic interference in technology is nothing new, with a long and well-documented history of them flickering those lights on and off and targeting TVs. The priest is well a well-known name in the US and has appeared on TV shows such as mm-hmm. Meet the Press and Larry King. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's a long time ago. And Stephen recently claimed a man possessed by a demon woke up with a beast's huge claw marks on his back during an exorcism. Oh, we're going to to
1: start. He might have gone to one of those bareback parties. (laughs) She doesn't know what that is.
0: No, I don't. Uh, (laughs) We had one person who woke up one morning with what looked like a claw mark on their back. He explained it looked like a huge beast, took his claws and raked them across. I'll I'll explain in the break what it is. (laughs) Five claw marks, about two feet long and about two inches wide. And it looked really ugly. Now, scary as all hell.
1: Yes, true. Yes. Well, he's written a book about it, so it must be true. Oh, if he's written, if it's on on the that website, D- yeah, it must yeah, be true. Yeah, all right, yeah, well yeah. done, <coughs> Renata. Oh, my thing just broke. <laughs> <laughs> I got half a clap out of it and died. <gasps> Oh that's, oh, that's my life. Mm. All right. So, are we ready for my news of the week? Yes. I'll have to be quick because you took so long. Oh, no, sorry. I, luckily, I've got a short story. I just want to give a shout out, though, to Team Appy and Pete. Um, these guys do fabulous tours in Sydney. They're all shut down at the moment. I hope you guys get back up and running soon. Also, to the, Jeanette and Jan from the Ghost Hunters of Sydney team, I think it is, Ghosts. Um, Beth in uh, the UK, Access Paranormal. Hello, Beth. And Tony from the Buckland. uh, museum of witchcraft in the usa so thanks for saying hi to us we're saying hi to you back um oh i need the story don't i you do um that would be good oh i think we may have solved the problem of what the loch ness monster is now for those playing the game at home no
0: no (laughs) just one in no
1: Uh, is it after eight it's the kiddies have all gone to bed Okay. okay um So, on the Newcastle Live Radio Facebook group page, I have put a delightful picture there. Now, Renata, you've seen that picture, and you've got to admit... I have, I have. You've got to admit, it it is a good replica of what it could be, the Loch Ness Monster. We do like to cover creatures here on this show. (laughs) Yes, we do. So, for years, the mystery surrounding the Loch Ness Monster in Freshwater Lake in Scotland has given birth to bizarre explanations and conspiracy theories. Series about the popular black and white photograph of the large sea creature which was taken by surgeon Robert Kenneth Wilson in the 1930s. Wilson's photograph shows a long neck or serpent tail which is being claimed to be, you ready for it, a whale's penis. You heard it right. A whale's penis sticking out of the water and it looks very similar. So if you had seen the picture I put up on the Facebook group page, if you had seen that in shadow, it looks like the Loch Ness Monster. I'm sorry, but it does. Now, experts suggest that the alleged neck of the monster really could have been a whale's penis. A team of experts investigating claim published a paper in the Archives of Natural History arguing arguing that the sightings could have been a large baleen whale. Um, I looked it up. It was the grey whale or something they called it. Um, and it's snake-like penis. Jeez, we've hit penis pretty early in the show, haven't we? <laughs> (laughs) It's downhill from here. Yeah, that's it. The study cites other such similar accounts relating to some of the male whales in the species. Apparently, they like to lay on their back and stick their penis up out of the water. Um, (laughs) Which (laughs) Now, look, fellas, don't get upset here, but apparently a whale's penis can be up to 1.8 metres in length. Okay. How many times have you said the word now? Can you just stop referencing it? Uh, So, it's unusually lengthy, but you know, I had to do a bit of a fact check on this, and the problem is that the lock that that um, Nessie lives in is actually landlocked. It's freshwater, and um, the only mammals that have seen been seen there are seals. So there's no way for a whale to actually get into Loch Ness. Never mind, lying, he's back and throw his penis into the air for everyone to see. <laughs> Okay, debunked. 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 I was sad. I was really excited about the fact that we had a whale's penis in Loch Ness. We could have gone and looked at it, Renata. I was there at Loch Ness, saw nothing. Yeah, I went to. I had a nice bowl of soup and a bread roll on the the (laughs) the shores. Went and put my feet in the water for five seconds. You're listening
0: to the Spooky Sundays podcast with Anne and Renata. Yeah, let's let's talk about something light and fluffy now. Aradale Mental Asylum.
1: Oh, by the way, I fixed my box. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So I'm going to use some terminology that we don't use anymore. So please, this this comes from a... Oh, please an, and thank uh, you. No, this comes from an article that talks about some of the ghosts of Aradale Mental Asylum, which is down in Victoria uh, in a township called Ararat. Have um, we been there? We have. Oh, no.
1: We have. Or I've been there. I don't think you've been there. I did because I ended up going because somebody couldn't go at the last minute. So I jumped on their ticket. Okay. So let me go with the story
0: anyway. When gold was found in Victoria, thousands of immigrants came to look for fortune. Unfortunately, disappointment was more commonly found than gold. Some even lost their minds over this. Back in the days, insane criminals were placed in normal prisons where they weren't given the proper care. The government of Victoria wanted Arredale to relieve the prison system of those thought to be criminally insane, so they constructed an insane asylum in 1860. And the first inmates as the patients were referred to back then were brought into the facility in 1865. Soon not only the criminally insane were housed there but it also became a place for individuals suffering from mental illness. Think about conditions such as postnatal depression, epilepsy, autism and Down syndrome and you will know the types of unfortunate people that would have been locked away in mental asylums 130 years ago. The hospital operated for almost 130 years and it closed its doors in 1993. At its height, it housed a 1,000 patients and 500 staff members. So the Aradale Mental Hospital was built as a town within a town. It had its own market gardens, orchards, vineyards and a piggery. There was also a gallows, a morgue and a graveyard. There was a total of 63 buildings and a courtyard... And it was all walled up with walls that were called ha-ha walls. Now,
1: these ha-ha walls were very, very special. I'm going to get Anne to describe what a ha-ha wall is. I, do. I like the ha-ha walls. So um, if anyone's been to Dubbo Zoo, they will know that they have um, – it, it looks like you just walk up to a normal size fence and you look out and the animals are right there and like, you feel like you could reach out and touch them. But then you look down and you realise that there is actually quite a big drop uh, and that's what these ha-ha walls were. So that anyone coming to visit could look out at the beautiful parklands and the gardens and think, oh, look at all the, all the lovely patients in there. They're all being well cared for and they've, they can wander around and they can get out anytime they want. But no, if they came near the wall, they would go down into this big sort of moat almost around it and they would have to look up to the top of the wall, and the nasty people on the other side, if was nasty ones, would look down at them and go,
0: ha, ha. Oh, very sad, isn't it? And very sad whoever thought of that word, ha, ha, to make them ha-ha walls. My goodness. So these kinds of walls actually came from um, the asylums overseas in England, and they were very popular um, as a way of keeping the inmates in and the outside available for them to look at let's say that on the other side however yep there was this deep trench and uh, they could not escape because of the big brick wall now if you've been to Aradale we'd love to hear Aradale Asylum it's been open for ghost tours for ages so uh, yeah send us a message and tell us if you've had any experiences there now, in December 1886, Jay Ward, the jail for Aridale Mental Asylum, was developed. This was a place for people who would normally be detained in jails and reformatories and other places of confinement, but who appeared to be insane. So the most notorious criminals were kept in Jay Ward. Some of those criminals included Gary Webb, Mark Chopper Reed, and William or Bill Wallace. Now, during the one hundred and thirty years of operation, over thirteen thousand inmates, patients, and staff members died there. That's that, insane. It, well, yes.
1: Huh, sorry, I didn't actually mean that as a pun. I, know, I don't sort of, yeah.
0: That's amazing. It's an amazing amount and number of people, and
1: I wonder how Which many. Which was essentially a hospital. Yeah,
0: I, I wonder how many actually died at the hands. And this is an awful thing to say of the staff members who were doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Um or doing what they thought was right but it was actually wrong. Yeah. So that certainly leaves an emotional mark on a building. Some say Aradale is the most haunted place in Australia. Ghost tours are available and um and they're really many, great too. They it's are. It's a good, it's a good ghost tour. Uh, many reports of visitors feeling nauseous, nauseous fainting and experiencing sudden pains. Some of the ghosts are Make themselves known to those who live today. And before I go on with a few of the ghosts, I had an experience there where I was pulled back. I remember, we were all sitting on the floor in one of the uh, rooms there that had like a, an open gallery that used to have plants and foliage in the middle. Oh, yes. And we were all sitting on the floor and yep. I, I was actually physically
1: pulled oh, back. Oh, yes. That was yeah one of the um, houses. Yes. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Oh, I like it when stuff like that happens.
0: Mm-hmm. So, we've got the ghost of Governor Fidimont, who was the last governor of the jail. And in 1886, George proudly was showing a group of people around his jail. And he was just coming down the stairs when he suffered a major heart attack. So, George Fidimont died George. on the spot. And tour guides and visitors claim to hear heavy footsteps made by hobnailed boots walking up and down the stairs. But when they check it out, no
1: one is there. So they assume it's this hobnob, not hobnob, what's his name? Fidemont. Fidemont.
0: (laughs) Now we have the ghost of Gary Webb. Now we mentioned him before. He was a notorious criminal and he spent time at Arredale. And he had a long list of criminal activities Finally, was caught and put inside Arredale. He was about to rob a pizza shop when he spot he was spotted by a policeman. He was shot by the policeman, and oh, sorry, he shot the policeman. Sorry, and uh, the woman who owned the shop, who is still in a wheelchair today, but was caught. He was sentenced to fourteen years. In prison, he was told that when he behaved well, he was able to reduce his sentence. But Gary probably didn't want to leave at all, and he started writing letters to the media telling them what horrible things he was planning to do once he got out. Well, that's not it good thing to do. Oh, we're going to mention that word again. Penis? Do we have penis? (laughs) Um, The the politicians were very worried and a special law was passed to keep him locked up for the rest of his life. Gary became a self-mutilator at Aradale. That's right. He was hospitalised over 70 times after cutting himself. He even cut off his penis three times. how, How can somebody cut off their penis three times? Well, they must have reattached because they said... The third time is too damaged to reattach. Now, Gary still haunts his former room, telling everyone to get out. No wonder. Uh, The women's ward is haunted by Nurse Kelly. She watches over the tour guides, and most ghosts in nurses' uniforms have been seen throughout the hospital. Some people have experienced a tingling sensation on one side of their head inside a certain room, and this room was used to be the shock therapy room. Oh, shock treatment. Now, we also remember going into uh, the morgue. And someone being put into the... Slidey thingies, the, the tray where the, where, where the, the the cold storage the cold storage area where they used to um, store the deceased, and um, they had the door shut on them. Um, I would not do that. I would not do that. I'm scared of small places to begin with. But being put on there and slid in, and then the door shut on me, would just completely freak me
1: out. Would it? It would. I'd be worried I wouldn't actually fit through the hole. <laughs> I, mean, I think I might get wedged. I'd, look, I'd have to go in feet first just so yeah, that if I did get wedged, I could breathe.
0: The, the thing would be for me is that there are people who would likely want to play a prank and just leave me there or whatever. Oh,
1: that's a don't, good idea. No, don't
0: ever. <laughs> do Now, there used to be a show on TV called Haunted Australia. And I yes. think they did that to one of the um, English gentlemen who was part of the team. Oh, yeah. They put him in. and um, Forgot about him. No, well, I don't think they forgot about him, but um, yeah, I remember watching that on the show.
1: I just heard that said about Wall Zen Vet that they have a cat-only waiting room. What a brilliant idea! Because mm. my dogs love our cats, like they don't want to kill them. They actually sleep together and snuggle. And if they went into a vet surgery, they would look at that and go oh, there's a nice cat, I'll go snuggle with that, and the poor cats would freak out. Mm. So what a brilliant idea. Sorry. Just mm. sort of they are very good vets. That tickled my fancy. Um, all right, so we've got a few questions that have come through, Renata. What mm-hmm. are they? Mm-hmm. Your phone's just gone dead. <laughs> she doesn't know how to operate You're it. At so. me. You're looking Yeah, well, at me. I thought you were handling this section, as you do. Um, but I actually do have a little story. While she's just trying to work out the um, that there, And this is from, I actually saw this on a friend's Facebook feed today and her name's Carrie and she did give me permission to use her name and to tell this story. Now she said, I have an entity of some description looking after me today. Scoff if you must, but this has happened to me today. I am four days out from my neurologist appointment and getting my quarterly needles into my brain to help control the debilitating chronic migraines I have as a result of my previous stroke, which has left me with a lovely little clot in there. As the effectiveness of the needles wore off last week, I am really struggling badly. Uh, Mick, bless him, put me to bed while he went out to mow the lawn. I swear that somebody moved something on his tall boy. I looked to see if it was Tabitha, the cat, in her room. Nope. She answered my call from the lounge. Yes, I have a cat that talks back to me. It's quite cute. (laughs) And it is. It's really cute. Uh, I asked who was in the room with me. No response. Two minutes later, something moved on the tall boy again. I asked them nicely to please be quiet due to me not being well and having a very bad head today. Fast forward two hours. Mick goes down the road to the chemist to get some lunch. He checks on me before he leaves. Five minutes after he's left, I felt the quilt moving beside me like somebody sat on the bed. Now, she's awake, right? I thought Tabitha must have come in, but I didn't hear her bells. No Tabitha. There was no one there. I flicked on my bedside lamp. My room is blacked out for the migraine reasons, but there's nothing there. I turn off the lamp and lay down again. Again, there's movement on the bedclothes. I turn my head to look and see nothing. I move my hand over the area and feel nothing. I roll back over, trying to ignore this weirdness and close my eyes to try and get some sleep. Less than a minute later, this entity decided to do it again and added a pat to my legs. I know it might sound a little crazy, but I swear it actually happened. So what do you reckon, Renata? Hmm. I've got a visitor looking after them, that's for sure. Reassuring them, I think. That's what I said too. I said... uh uh, call out to this person whoever is is watching over you and ask them for some healing if they can help with your migraines and um, say thank you for being there and caring for me and she said that she had actually um, thanked them for being there and uh, I mean it, if the the logic in me might say that uh, maybe the migraine is causing some sort of issues neurologically but I'd, I wouldn't put it past that she's got a, a little bit of a guardian angel or somebody there that's watching over and looking after her. Mm, absolutely. Isn't that a lovely story? Yeah, it Thank is. you for letting me share that, Carrie.
0: So we've got a shout out um, from Erin, uh, who is always listening to us. Hi, gorgeous Erin. And this is a shout out to any of the CDAH family uh, who is listening at the moment. So Erin is sending you a shout out. She's also got a question from her carer, Jamie, who asks, why does some spirits stay earthbound and is there a door for our loved ones to come back and check up? up on us. Well, I think that last story may have answered that one. Yeah. Because it does certainly sound as though your lovely lady here, Carrie, um, was being looked after. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And look, I. this all comes down to personal beliefs and the way you've been raised or books you've read or movies you've watched. Um, and... Why do they stay here? Uh, All the movies and everything say that it's unfinished business, or it might be that you still need them here, so they're there to comfort you until um, you can move on and keep keep living without them. Uh, What do you think, Renata?
0: Mm,
1: Yeah, I agree. Wealth of knowledge. No, I'm
0: I'm (laughs) I'm I'm reading this um, next. Next. Yeah.
1: Um, and is there a door? Well, the door is the invitation you give them. Yes. That's, that's the door that I, I like to think of. So if you particularly want to speak to someone, you just call them in. Say, Auntie Mary, I really need you here with me now to help me. Can you just come and be with me and maybe give me some ideas on how to, to solve whatever problem you've got? Mm. Yeah, and then say thanks, Auntie Mary can go now. <laughs> yeah,
0: and we've always been told by spirit that it's a lovely thing to pray for their their rest and um, their ability to be at peace. So if you ask for something, make sure you give something back. So uh, this came in. And it's really interesting because it ties into the Aradale story. Hi, Anne and Renata. I have been researching the life of a woman who was admitted to Aradale in the 19th century. Oh, wow. Prior to admission, six of her siblings had died at a young age. After she married, her first child was stillborn. This seems to have sent her over the edge. She was admitted to Aradale where she died shortly afterwards after being force-fed. The staff were exonerated for causing her death by the coroner. Wow. What an
1: interesting... I I mean, my first thing that I was thinking when you were talking about that is when she had six siblings die, that maybe she had something to do with it. But as soon as you said she gave birth and was a stillborn baby, then that's triggered her and and just set her off. Oh, the poor thing. Oh, that's horrible. But what a fascinating link that you've got there. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, We've got a couple of tarot questions, so we'll we'll
0: leave that. Uh, Okay, we've got one here, yes. I was wondering, have you heard any stories about sunken ships being haunted? I've tried to Google it. Love you both and your content. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Um, Sunken ships being haunted. Now, that would lead us to have to go under the water.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How would you No. Now, hang on, no, no, <laughs> for you, yeah. Um, I do remember a TV show, um, what's his name, Gates, Josh Gates, where I think they were doing underwater EVPs and they did oh. get, I, I wow. could be wrong, is it Destination Truth? Is that the name of the show? Um, I'm sure there is one of the TV shows that went underwater Mm -hmm. and used uh, electronic equipment to record voices. I know that Bill Chappell... Hi, Bill. I have to do that because Bill's my friend. Mm -hmm. uh, Created a, a device at the tiger what's the tiger one you know with carol oh yes um yep, yep. Uh, so he put something where they thought all the bodies were buried and they got weird noises that were coming out of that so possibly i, I just don't think we've had the ability to be able to research that terribly well Mm-hmm. Good it's, question. It's though. an
0: interesting question, and I'm sh- look, I'm sure there have been some stories and some TV shows that may have attempted to look at the topic. I, I guess what comes to mind would be the Titanic, yeah. and whether anyone—it's uh, too deep to really go down there um, and do anything. But you know, whether there would be anything down there that would yeah. be of a haunted type. Would yeah be interesting
1: uh, you just wonder if it's still too soon there because there's still family like mm. grandchildren alive that are associated with that mm-hmm. and who knows yeah but it it is a very, very good question. We have a photo that somebody has sent in to us now, I have to say every time we get a photo. I am a little terrified to give my opinion because I am quite a bit of a sceptic and I like to have logical explanations for everything but I have to say it's a really interesting photo. It is. I really like it. And if you could pop that up onto the Newcastle Live Radio Facebook group page um, and everyone can have a look but we'll give you a little description of what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll just read the caption first. Hi girls. Captured this image a few weeks ago at a local cemetery. I saw Nothing at the time, just a nice photo opportunity. But when I got home, I noticed the image... At the lower left corner, what do you think? Just a lens flare, or maybe something else? No editing was done, of course. Thank
1: you. So what we have is it's a daylight picture. It's a beautiful blue sky, and there are lovely green trees all around. And in the top right hand corner, corner there is a huge lens flare, which they are aware of. They're not saying that that is the ghost, but what it is is down in the bottom left hand corner, there is a white shape that looks like it's laying across the ground. I think Think Renata's going to try and take a picture and put it up there. Maybe we should ask permission first. Um, but uh, there could be a couple of things going on there. So Renata, do you want to give your take first?
0: Um, well, I'm looking at from a photographer's point of view. And um, so I'm taking in the whole scenario. And yes, there is a huge... Uh, lens flare coming from the sun being filtered through the trees a on the right-hand side. It is a great photo, by the way. So whoever took this, and we don't have your name awesome photo, awesome pic. But right down on the left-hand corner, it looks like what is a shadow of a person or a normal shadow of a person um, if you are looking at the sun being behind them. But it's not a shadow, it's white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, that's what it looks like it, yeah. you know, with that head and shoulder shape
1: and going down. And if you zoom in, you can actually see a face. Mm.
0: And when, when you do look at where it is it's it looks as though it is lying on the grass through a fence like there's no reflection coming onto a um a headstone that might be lying on the ground so the light f- you know coming down and hitting that headstone and illuminating that there doesn't seem to be anything uh, that is actually illuminating it other than maybe some light being thrown from um a cross that's standing there I still don't see how it could do that. Um, we might have one of those, because there's a fence to yeah. the right-hand side. We might have one of those Mother Mary situations, you oh know, yeah. when the...
1: Oh yeah. Still the burnt toast.
0: The, the, no, no, like in um, in Bondi, wasn't it? There's, there was a fence there, and when the sun hit it at a certain oh, spot, right. it cast a shadow and it looked like Mother Mary. Yeah, um, It could be something very similar to
1: that. But you've got a little bit of a different thought yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, because I can see that the sun would have been hitting them Where they were standing, and it could be that this light is bouncing off something that is on them and causing this white streak across the ground to their left. Or, now it reminded me of a photo that I, um, a friend of mine took, and it took me years to work out what it was. It looked like it was a dragon's head coming down to, to bite you. But it, what it was, it was a bug's wing that was really close to the camera lens. So um, you could see little veins and, and things in it, but it, it made it look completely different. So that's my take. Or it's a ghost. I really don't know. It's a great picture, though. It's so an awesome picture. Awesome thank you for saying always hard when we're not there ourselves to um, sort of immediately compare and work out what is happening. Mm.
0: And look the only way of of knowing whether it is a certain shadow that might be being cast is to go there at the same time um, on another day with the same sort of conditions and take another series of photos and see whether the same thing appears. And I know that can be hard um, because the sun kind of never really shines the same way and all of those things we have to take that into account. You have to wear the same outfit. That's why why (laughs) these things are so hard um also it's i wonder whether you took more than one photo of that particular um spot if you did that might be also an interesting thing to look at if you took more than one photo whether this has just appeared on one or whether you have that appearing on all of them that would give us uh, a little
1: bit more information. And to the person who just sent the text that uh, the number ends in 255, uh, hi, is this Anne and Renata? Yes, it is. (laughs) So uh, if you want to ask your question, it's a safe place to ask your question.
0: You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. Anne. What do you reckon are the chances that anyone in Newcastle's listening to us at the moment with the Knights still out on the field?
1: Oh, no, we've got all the um, – no, I won't say it because um, <laughs> we've got the classy people that are listening to us. <laughs> Hello, classy people. And go the Knights. Go the Knights. Yeah, I, can, know, I love the Knights. Can the
0: Knights? Yes. I've never watched a game. No, no, I won't say that. I ever,
1: have actually but. been to one of the games because um, my kids used to be involved in some of the cheerleading and stuff like that. And it is very exciting. It is. It is, I'm sure. <laughs> it's a joy you're never going to experience in your life. Is that correct? True. Yeah. Anyway. We've got trash and treasure. Oh, we do. Oh, I've been waiting for this
0: all week. Oh,
1: this this I actually found probably about eight months ago, and I've had it tucked away on my phone, and I went digging and wait digging around trying to find it. The sad thing is I don't have the um, original eBay listing. I know it was on eBay, uh, so I can't tell you how much it ended up selling for. I know that it was a couple of hundred dollars when it was um, up there, mm-hmm. but the the picture for those playing at home. Uh, is basically a rock. It is just... A And it's not a rock. It's more than a rock. It is way more than a rock. And now, of course, I've I've locked myself out of my phone and I can't get in to get the pictures. But we did have some people that did play along. Um, Jenny decided that it looked like a piece of fossilised kangaroo poo. (laughs) I like that, Jenny. Thank you. Uh, And Linda, uh, sorry, Catherine Linda said, it's Pluto. He needs some loving after all the controversy. (laughs) Now, they, they did provide many, many photos of this particular Items. Some of them are very blurred, mm-hmm. but there was eleven photos in total of this of a rock of a rock, nice. and it, it looks like it's probably about six, seven centimeters, about three inches long, mm-hmm. um, and maybe about three to four centimeters mm-hmm. or two inches a- anything wide. Anything discerning about it? Like anything well, it's a, special it's about a the golden rock? sort of? Brown <laughs>
0: mm.
1: and it has rings around it, mm-hmm. so it sort of yeah it could look a bit like a planet, but it's it's essentially a rock. Um, but they they put it on every background conceivable. There's green, there's grey, there's blue, oh, there's something's yellow. Something's going to sell it. Something oh, oh, oh. has got. One to of sell those fudders had to connect. That's right. But we need to hear the story. Oh, please. Now this is called. The Demon Eye. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, The Demon Eye was acquired by three up-and-coming priests that were on a spiritual journey.
0: There are always priests on a spiritual journey
1: that are finding these things. It's amazing, isn't it? Now, please remember, people, I am just reading this directly from the description. This is not my English. This is just what's written. All right, here we go. Travelling through the mountains of Alaska... The three priests came upon an opening in the ground. After several hours of digging, they unearth a network of tunnels. In Alaska, can you imagine that? The ground would be frozen hard, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're digging with their bare hands and they find a network of tunnels. Mm, they must have heard a voice. No. 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 No? Okay. Where upon reaching the end, they found tracks they had never seen before. Mm. That's because they'd never been there before. Right? <laughs> How on earth would they have sent? <sighs> anyway, suddenly, one a scuffle broke out. Uh-huh. Obi of the priests fell. I think that's meant to be one. <laughs> Obi of the priests. The others picked him up with their heads on a swivel. <laughs> just visualize this, okay? So they've this priest's fallen, the scuffles broken out and they've put their heads down while swiveling and lifted his body up. I think we're going to get the wheeze, everyone. Only to see a figure moving from shadow to shadow. Mm-hmm. The priests then lit fire all around, forcing this figure into the light. Oh. Then the priests gathered around this entity in a triangle shape, triangular shape. Well, there was only three. There wasn't many <laughs> other shapes they could make. And began to chant, "HOM" in Saracrid tones. <laughs> Yes, you, you heard that right, in Sarah, could, Sarah, Sarah said tones. Right. <sighs> Until this entity faded from darkness to mist. Mm-hmm. As this entity faded. He's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's open. Are you out. psychic? <laughs> <laughs> As this entity faded uh, around the um, third eye of this being, the stone fell from it. <laughs> oh. Oh, Ooh. you're psychic, Renata. I know, right? Maybe you're possessed by the demon <laughs> and you know all about this. Yeah, right, it's so channelling me right now. <laughs> okay. Just don't get near that whale. <laughs> right, I need to keep going. I keep going. This being is the only piece of the evil inside that cave. This stone was used for many years by one of those priests as a conduit for a spirit board. Oh, they're using Ouija boards. They're using the stone as a planchette, I'd say. Allowing spirits to have the energy to communicate and pass on, while others sought fit to attach to this rock. Feel the ridges of this stone in your hand. <laughs> You got a dirty mind, or another? I'm
0: just now. I'm thinking it's only like that
1: small. I'm going to have to it's read. I, I need to read that again because okay. I've got to get this on a oh, roll. Sorry. Okay. Feel the ridges of this stone in your hand, not painted. Feel the energy pulse between your hands. <laughs> <laughs> what are they hanging on to? <laughs> I don't know. I've no idea. Buyers beware. Previous bidder said they were having visions and was so scared after they said they would pay. I don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand. That that makes no sense. Previous bidder said they were having visions and was so scared after they said they would pay. Oh right, after they said they would pay (laughs) for it. it Right, Right, okay. Well, it's English. I'm struggling. They asked to cancel the order due to the constant fear making him urinate on himself. (laughs) (laughs) This is old description on eBay. Someone's got to buy this. Someone's got to buy it. Warning. During tests, I was receiving EMF responses and in one of the videos, a bright spiritual light flickered from the stone. I had to stop testing because I was blinded for 20 minutes after and received an intense headache and ringing ears. Wow. Wow, that's all I can say. (laughs) Also have videos of EMF spikes. If you would like to view these (laughs) these videos, just message me.
0: (laughs) That'll be an extra ten bucks, I bet.
1: Oh, all for a rock. (laughs)
0: That's amazing,
1: isn't it? A great. I would have paid him ten bucks just for the story. It's
0: gold. It is gold. One of our listeners has um, written in and went, and has said, "Epic." Thank you for that. I think that sums it up, that,
1: yeah, that story. Yeah. Like... No, I think we've got time for a quick question. We had one more quick question there, didn't we? Ah,
0: yes, we did. We did. We did. Um, got a question and it is, hey, ladies, is there ac- actually more paranormal activity on Halloween? Thank you, Renee, for asking that. And the only reason there would be more activity um, on Halloween is because that everyone is focused on that particular day and we kind of know some of the history around Halloween and it was. A day that was picked not in the southern hemisphere but in the northern hemisphere as a day dedicated to honouring the dead, and of course, many people on that side of the planet would be doing just that on our Halloween date of October the 31st. So that kind of spreads all around the planet and. It sort of really opens the doors for communication and people have things like dumb suppers where they lay a plate for uh, their deceased loved ones at the table and they they ask them to come and join them. Then there are other... uh things that you can do like lighting a, a candle or a light and putting it at the window, which is an indication for the spirit that they are welcome to come into the house. And so there are lots of myths and legends associated with Halloween. And because there is a huge drive, because of course it's a big money maker now for people to... It's because be, we keep buying yeah, all the stuff that's be, Halloween themed. Yeah, <laughs> ...be focused on Halloween, then yes, it would be more of a active spot an active time of the year
1: but is it it's a time when the veil is supposed to be thinner isn't it
0: yeah because look it's it's going into uh the winter season in the northern hemisphere and everyone at that point in time was worried and you've got to go back a couple of 100 years to place yourself into this kind of um thought um of what it would be like uh, that they have to store up their food they have to make sure that they've got enough to last them through the winter season and anything that is sick or dying there is a likelihood that they will not survive so there are lots of prayers sent out at this particular point in time just to make sure that everyone could get through the harshness of the weather and get through until Christmas
1: yeah um, uh, yes so <laughs> Have, I'm sort of concentrating on something else yeah, I'll
0: just co- add, uh, we've got some lovely, lovely Australian people who uh, actually run their own, our very own Australian Halloween magazine oh, yes. called Hallowsween. Now, how do you spell that? H a w l o z w w e Hallows. Yeah, right? Hallowsween. Yeah. And you can actually download it. It only costs, I think, nine ninety five, something yep. like that. And you can download it, and I'm just saying that, because I've got two articles. Yeah, there, she's written wonderful. some articles. So get yourself a copy of Halloween mm. and uh, get into the Halloween spirit because it's just
1: over a month before we hit it. This is my weird story of the week. And it actually came from my um, hard drive, my external hard drive. I sort of was looking for something else. And this popped up as one of the stories I'd researched years ago. And I thought, oh, this is perfect for Spooky Sundays. So let me tell you, the heading says Kevin, the Randy Poltergeist. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't think they mentioned penis in this one. You just (laughs) did. (laughs) Alright, so this was back in 2010 and uh, the article was by Paul Tatnall, but it was everywhere it was really well known For once, it's not crocodiles that are traumatising residents of the Top End (laughs) It's Randy poltergeists. Oh no Yes, I know A Northern Territory woman is reportedly adamant she was attacked while she slept by a horny ghost Wow Yep Wow! Now she even puts the names to this. I wouldn't know if I would not up to this. <laughs> Jennifer Mills Young of Durack near Darwin oh, I hope said he's a still alive darling said I'm a ghost. A she calls out. Kevin tried to drag her out of her bed. Uh-huh. She told her local newspaper, the Northern Territory News. It's a yeah. top article, top top mag that one. Yep. That during her ordeal, she was stern with Kevin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She told him he was not welcome in her bed. <laughs> And that he should leave her alone. Oh, I've got American. I should not try to do accents. And that he should leave and close the door behind him. Right. Mm-hmm. Her story prompted the headline... Horny Ghost Kev Spook's Housewife. <laughs> what, what newspaper did that appear in? I oh, don't know. Oh, there's a great Northern Territory newspaper that has hilarious... Oh, we need to get a subscription to that one. Um, so Mrs Mills Young, she wanted to tell her her ordeal. Yeah. I was asleep and I woke up when someone grabbed my wrist. I thought, mmm. <laughs> I said, mm. Hubby wants a bit of romance. <laughs> <laughs> well I suddenly remembered
0: I don't have a hubby he wasn't even at home. Oh no. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> I can't go past the hmm <laughs> The moment I opened my eyes, the grip was gone and the room was empty. I yelled at Kevin and he was not welcome in my bedroom and that he couldn't come into bed with me. I told him to... I don't know what this word would be. It starts with F and has dash, dash, dash. I told him to feck off Mm -hmm. and to close the door behind him. Uh A moment later, I saw how the bedroom door was closed. So Kevin at least shut the door. Awesome. He was a good horny poltergeist and shut the door. Mm-hmm. But the drama did not end there. Oh, it didn't end there, right. Of course not. Okay. Oh, poor Mrs Mills Young. She said that she quickly jumped out of bed and locked the door. hmm mm-hmm. She's a good girl because mm-hmm. we know that locked doors keep poltergeists <laughs> that, out. Absolutely. Um, by the way, what's the definition of a poltergeist, Renata? Um, I... A... <laughs> Noisy ghost. A noisy ghost. Right. So he must have been very horny, noisy ghost. Right. All right. Okay. Oh, I jumped up and locked it. Not that it makes much of a difference when you're dealing with a ghost, she said. <laughs> yeah. See, she's wise on this stuff. She's oh, been reading she's Lloyd, been uh, Lloyd Albach's book on ghost hunting. Yes. She's, mm-hmm. she's up on it. Mm-hmm. The mother of two told the newspaper she was the worst sceptic when it came to ghosts. Right. Mm-hmm. She said her family had felt something wasn't right with the home when they moved in 2 years ago. Mm-hmm. No explanation was given as to why she named the ghost Kevin mm. or why the house might be haunted. It must have been the first name that popped into her head. But she claims her daughter also saw a dark shadow outside at night. Oh. The end.
0: I wonder whether she had an, a, a real visitor, but to hide
1: it, she said it was a poltergeist. Oh, the noisy poltergeist, the horny making funny noises. Yeah. Oh, that was Kevin, the poltergeist. That wasn't me lover. No. No, no. <laughs> no. no one real, no. no.
0: And we have our lovely guest back, Christy from Spells and Spirits. How are you?
1: Uh-oh, we've lost. Hello. <laughs> Oh, she was trying the pause. She, you, should seen, oh. you should have seen our faces then. We thought, just, no, we've broken something. I've just flushed red. Hot, 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 oh, hot. Oh, my
0: God. I'm going to have to have a glass of water and a Bex. <laughs> I'm going to lie down after this. Hello, my darling. How are you? Hello. I'm good, thank you. And what are you talking about <laughs>
1: I I believe you've been banned from saying a certain word. What was it? I'm I'm not
2: allowed to say penis. I'm going to be talking about lavender
1: instead. (laughs) Oh Yes, and you you actually said that you have some fond memories of lavender, don't you?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not that I'm going to talk about. Okay. All right, okay. All
0: right. Well, Well, that hasn't stopped you from working with lavender, has it?
2: No, no. lavender scarred, has
0: lots and right. lots of wonderful uses. I know it's scarred you. I know it has scarred you, but...
1: Do you know that my beautiful husband bought me... I asked for a lavender plant for Mother's Day one year. He bought me 12. <laughs> <laughs> I've killed all of them. <laughs> I'm great at doing that. Oh, dear. So, tell well, us all about lavender. to know,
2: lavender has survived since ancient Egyptian times. <laughs> just, just not me. <laughs> <laughs> So, it was used back then as a perfume because, obviously, no bathing back then. They used to actually rub oil on their skin and get a stick and then scrape their bodies. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And um, they used lavender as a perfume. But it was also used in the embalming process as well. So, So it smells like death. (laughs) And old people. Um. Oh, she said it. (laughs) <laughs> no, <laughs> and it's in the farming process, so it is um, antibacterial. antibacterial. Yes, is yes. that so? Using it in the mummy process, thought to have helped preserve the, the mummy by keeping all <clears throat> the mummies or daddies.
1: We don't wrap
2: away from them. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. Those wrapped people. Yeah, the wrapped people. Yes. Wrapped yeah. people. Do you know that? Oh, you would
0: know. But they used to bring the mummies over from Egypt because there were so many of them, and use them as torches. What in England? <laughs> yes, they did. They, they did. used them as firewood. They used like, yeah. what? They used to, to torch. Yeah, for lighting. That's this is true. Terrific. That is true. Yes. I'm scared for life. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Bring them over and light them up, and they. Be... That reminds me of the Paris Catacomb story, where they were using the remnants of human bodies to make soap or candles <laughs> oh, yes. or something. Yes, yes. Something
0: that, the, that, That's the. That's the. Um, like the, the. The modern day version would be the. the
1: Tiktok. <laughs>
0: Tiktok. Oh, what's <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm not sure what she's saying oh, there. I can't translate. Tiki
2: torches.
1: <laughs> oh, tiki. <laughs> tiki torches. Far out. <laughs> maybe they added
2: lavender to it and it made all, all the right. yeah, L- Let Christy it. talk. Go on, Christy. <laughs> oh, I've lost the train of thought now. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Oh. So, after um, Egypt, it did go through... Greek and um to Roman times, eventually going over, you know, the whole continent of Europe and and that. So in the sixteenth century it was actually a very popular herb and it was actually very expensive as well. So a lot of people would wash their clothes and hang their clothes over a lavender bush to dry. Oh to absorb the scent of it. it would waft. So smelling Yes, yeah, so smelling fresh and clean was a um sign of being, you know, hoochy twitchy. Mhm. On the flip side of that, a lot of prostitutes did use it as well for a bit of you know, sem fresh for your hoo-ha. <laughs> um it's probably the best way to describe it.
1: We're getting all the anatomy tonight. <laughs> 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 This is radio. We can't
2: do this. <laughs> right. I'm going to continue on moving forward in time now. Keep talking. Keep going. Keep going. So, I guess we can use lavender a lot in our spiritual practices as well. I can still So, we can put lavender oil on the arches of our feet to help, help clear the energetic field. Right. We can also put a drop on our forehead. Um... To bring your spirit into alignment with your body and to help open the crown chakra.
1: Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's try to pull ourselves together here. <laughs> okay, keep going. You're doing a fabulous job, Christy. You're doing a fabulous job.
2: Look, I'll just take over. You're still smiling at that, Yeah. So, um, you can use it also to purify your ritual candles and your tools if you're working with an altar. So, any drop of um, lavender oil on there can help release negative energies that are contained within them. So, you can pop it in. We've been triggered. What can I say? No, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I've, just,
0: I've gotten a lovely message from someone who said they're learning so much that <laughs> 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 they didn't need to, to
2: know about love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: you go. A of information. <coughs> you go for it, guys. Um, this will make the best Alan, of, I think.
2: <laughs> look, I think. I think we really, all of us need some lavender oil right now for calming
0: Absolutely.
2: properties yep. with that. So it's always been used um, therapeutically as well as for, for calming, mm-hmm. for anxiety, <laughs> over-excitement. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, I know I used to put a few drops on my pillow at night to help me <laughs> sleep.
2: Mm -hmm. Exactly (laughs) Other magical uses are We can use it um, Lavender in candle spells So anything to do really With um, purification Mm -hmm. Cleansing, healing Calming (coughs) All all great uses um, Mm -hmm. for lavender So you can actually make it in a tea as well So it is a herb actually That is edible Oh really, I didn't know that Yes. So you can infuse it with water And have it as a tea um, you can use the oil in any of your magical spells if you wanted to bring healing or love and peace um, and beauty as well. So there is a little spell. I that
1: need you a lot.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh, thanks. Um,
1: just... <laughs> Jeez, wow. I feel so good about myself right now. <laughs> sure, but
2: you can use it in a simmer pot um, to help um, cleanse your house. And so now spring cleaning time is a really good time actually to use a simmer pot. So that's Mm -hmm. chucking a whole heap of herbs, orange peel, lavender, um, bit of sage, things like that, cinnamon, and just put it on on low and just let it um, come to a boil. Mm -hmm. And then keep it on low so it's nice and steamy. You can carry the pot around and sort of, you know, walk it through the rooms if you um, feel the need to. Do it Mm -hmm. safely, of course, Um, people. mm -hmm. Don't leave it unattended on the stove. That's right. And when you're done with it, you can just strain out the herbs and um, you can put the water, the remaining water, in a spray bottle if you wanted to, and
1: oh, then beautiful. you can still go around and spritz the rest of your house. Mm, awesome! That's all your bits, your hoo hoo. <laughs> yes, some <temperature. laughs> <laughs> hand fresh. Wow, say. we yeah. have learnt so much we tonight.
0: <laughs> now, Christy, if anybody wants to contact you about more information about Lavender <laughs> or by anything online at the moment, how can they get in contact with you?
2: Yes, my website is www.spellsandspirits.com.au or on Facebook, just Spells and Spirits.
1: Awesome. Thank you for putting up with us tonight. We really Thank appreciate you. that. We you, just went over the it. edge. you you, you, <laughs> practiced. you practiced, Well done. Awesome. See you next week. See you next week. All right. Bye. bye. You're listening
0: to the Spooky Sundays podcast with Anne and Renata.
1: We've got to get on and do some quick tarot questions. questions. Um, This is from Tanya. Is it time to find something new? All right, Tanya. Well, I have shuffled my cards and you have the three of
0: wands. And the three of wands still hangs on a little bit. They're They're reluctant to move on because it's all still in the planning stage. So it's one step to go before you make any big moves. But the thing is just hang on for a little while longer because, you know, sometimes it's only the grass that looks greener on the other side. It really isn't. So my suggestion to you is still wait, wait a little bit longer before you let go of what you have at the moment um, and see what comes up in the next few weeks.
1: Um, And I've got another one here. I think we can sneak this one in. This is with the mobile ending 007. Uh, Who else lives in my house besides my family? family and what signs should I look for? Oh, well, this is the Ace of Pentacles here. So um,
0: this would be someone who is coming in with a sign. And interestingly enough, because it is this particular card, the Ace of Pentacles, your signs would be ones of coins lying around. So you might find the odd five cent or 10 cent piece lying around that you kind of pick up and go, where did that come from? They're the signs that you are looking for. Looking for because this is exactly the card that is saying to you: look for the coins that you find that are
1: randomly around. Awesome! Uh, and I, I'm just having a quick whiz through there. The other one of the other questions we were asked is: what is our favourite TV shows? Oh. Our paranormal TV shows. I don't actually watch any. I don't don't get time to watch them anymore. Um, But I used to love watching Kindred Spirits. That's with Amy Bruni and Adam. Adam, I can't remember his last name. I really like their style. It reminds me of the way we investigate, where Mm -hmm. we speak to them as if they're still here with us. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, Dave Schrader's Holzer Files. Mm. Love that. I wish I could have watched that, um, yeah. but
0: you have to sort of...
1: Well, they've, it was on YouTube, but they've yeah. now taken it off, and it's very difficult to find. Mm. So it was a fantastic thing. But I've got a feeling he's got something up his sleeve, mm. does our Dave?
0: I think he's got he's got some docos coming up, because yes. the first one is about Lizzie Borden's house.
1: Ah, right. Yes. I wonder if Dave will talk to us. We might be able to see if we can get him on for the Halloween special. Oh, what do you reckon? that would be awesome. I don't know if he'll talk to us lonely little girls. I know. But we can only ask, can't we? Yeah. Now, guys, I've actually picked another really long song for our last one for the evening. I'm sorry about that. But we're wrapping up for the evening. Um, Don't forget, if you enjoy our sense of humour and you like the ghost stories, listen to our podcast, which is True Hauntings. And it's available on Spotify, iTunes or your favourite app store where you can listen to podcasts. It is... A crack up, um, yes, but, but we
0: are also serious when it comes to the actual stories. We really dig in and try and find the information that's going to help you kind of think about whether these stories are actually true or all made up.
1: And I've got one final comment to read out just to take us out to the song before we go to KD Lang's Hallelujah. Okay, um, Joe, thank you for sending this through. It did send us off giggling again, but we're going now. Oh my god, my sides are sore from laughing. I thought I'd recover. From the penises and, and horny Kevin, but Crispy's Fremfresh tipped me over the edge. <laughs> Love Joe. Thanks, oh, Joe.
0: Thanks, <laughs> Joe. Joe is again one of our wonderful supporters. So yeah. thank you so much. But we're going to leave you and wish you all a beautiful night's rest and a great weekend ahead.
1: We'll see you next week on
0: The Dark Side. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts, but sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Ruth. Ren- Renata, Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable, sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live.